Welcome to the Neighborhood Church Podcast. We are so thankful that you are listening in. The Neighborhood Church is all about helping people find and follow Jesus. We hope that through these podcasts you are encouraged, that you're inspired, and that you're provided with practical wisdom on how to find and follow Jesus. We hope that you enjoy today's podcast. Psalm 103, a Psalm of David. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. The Lord performs righteous deeds, and judgments for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the sons of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his loving kindness toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he himself knows our frame. He is mindful that we are but dust. As for man, his days are like grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourishes. When the wind has passed over it, it is no more, and its place acknowledges it no longer. But the loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, and to those who keep his covenant and remember his precepts to do them. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his sovereignty rules over all. Bless the Lord, you, his angels, mighty in strength, who perform his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you, his hosts, you who serve him, doing his will. Bless the Lord, all you works of his, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time together. And I just ask that you would come wherever we're listening right now and just make this a very special and meaningful time. In Christ's wonderful name we pray. Amen and amen. In 1899, my grandfather was born, Emil Drisner. Born uh, to my great-grandfather and his wife, whose name I can't remember right now, Uh, in a city about an hour out of Kiev, Ukraine. Owned an orchard there and was the pastor of a satellite church. The big church was in Kiev. And he pastored the satellite in this smaller community. We tend to think we're smart and we figured out things, but uh, satellites happened 125 years ago without us dreaming them up ourselves. So generation, don't be too proud of yourself. Anyhow, my grandfather's born 1899. In 1917 was the Bolshevik uh, Revolution in the Soviet Union. 
and things began to change a lot in that part of the world and my grandfather realized it was going to be really really difficult to raise his family in a place where they would be encouraged to know God and to worship him so he said made the decision that God's the most important thing in his life so he's got to find a place where his children could learn to love him so he immigrated to Canada in 1925 and he raised six children uh, to love God and serve God and those children raised my generation to know God and love God and serve God and my generation has been doing its best to pass it on to our kids and our kids are passing it on to their kids my grandfather was a godly godly man with a heart that was really passionate about pleasing the Lord. 1977 was the last time I saw him. I visited him in my Aunt Adeline's home. He was living with her. He'd been sick. Ca cancer was ravaging his body for four years now. I was visiting the city of Edmonton. Went to see him with my best man, Dave went into his room, didn't even recognize Grandpa. Grandpa was a mere shadow of the man he used to be. All I recognized for sure was Grandpa's voice. I knew his voice. We chatted for 15 or 20 minutes, and then I said to Grandpa, Grandpa, is there a portion of scripture you'd like me to read to you before? I leave, and in his heavy German accent, Grandpa Emil said, Psalm 103. Psalm 103. That wasn't an accident. Grandpa was presenting that psalm to God as he laid so weak on his bed as an act of worship. But he's also saying something to his grandson who was young, had been in ministry for a year, about how we're supposed to live life. I uh, am entitling this message, Soul Control. Soul Control. This is a message on soul control based on what I learned from hearing this portion in a very dynamic way as I read it out loud to my grandfather the last time I saw him. Soul control. We, we read it in Psalm 103, uh, verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is, if, is within me, bless his holy name. We're introduced to this in Psalm 42 and verse 5, uh, book uh, number 2 of the Psalms. And uh, there David is saying, Why art thou disquieted within me, my soul? Hope thou in God. And he asks the same question in verse 11. And he asks the very same question in chapter 43 and verse 5. It's soul control. Soul, why are you acting this way? It's coming and commanding your soul to bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Soul, 
all that is within me, bless his holy name. This is a critical spiritual discipline. Critical. Critical. We have to learn to uh, command our soul, not just listen to our soul. Listening to our soul can take us down all kinds of destructive paths. We have to learn to command our soul into proper biblical responses and behavior. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Soul control in life. Even when you're laying on a bed, half the man you once were, sick and in pain, you don't look at your problems. You look at the promises. What should I read to you, Grandpa? Psalm 103. Psalm 100. And three, bless the Lord, O oh, my soul. My grandfather, in the last months of his life, shriveled, shrunken, sunken, is commanding his soul to bless the Lord. But my grandfather was an intelligent man, and, and he knew he had an opportunity here to pour a lifelong lesson into his grandson. And he was teaching his grandson, teaching his grandson that in life you don't look at your promises, problems, you look at his promises. You don't look at your problems, you look at his promises. Command your soul to bless the Lord. It's all about keeping your eyes on the promises of God instead of the problems of life. So in soul control, the first thing I'll share with you today in terms of concrete action points is you make the decision to worship God with everything you've got. You make the decision to worship God with everything you've got. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. This commitment uh, to living for God is a commitment that we need to be all in on. We love the Lord with all our heart, all our strength, all of our soul, all of our mind. It's an all-in thing. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Our soul will want to talk to us and suggest that we should make some compromises. We shouldn't get too, uh, too sold out on this God stuff. Got to save a little bit of room for ourselves, you know. But you talk to your soul. You can do some soul control. Your soul is the control switch that decides if you're going to walk in the flesh or you're going to walk in the spirit. 
You use your soul, you exercise soul control and say, I'm not going to respond to the flesh. I'm going to respond to the spirit. And you say, soul, I am going to bless you with everything I've got. All that is within me, bless his holy name. And that will not be based on the circumstances of your life. When your life is filled with darkness, he is still light. When your life is filled with chaos, he is still the God of order. When your life is filled with loss, he is still the one who brings gain to your life. When you go through a disappointment, he is the one who has a reappointment for you. You keep your eyes on the promises of God. So lesson number one in soul control is you decide to worship God. You control your soul and you say, soul, I don't care what's going on around me. I'm all in. I'm all in. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. The second thing you have to do in terms of uh, soul control is remember God's benefit package is second to none. You need to remember God's benefit package is second to none. I love uh, verse number two of Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. Forget none of his benefits. No one. Remember his benefit package is second to none. Speak to your soul when it tries to make you want to forget that. I'm not going to forget the benefits. Forget not his benefits. Soul, forget not the benefits of God. I'm going to remember your benefits. No matter what the circumstances are, I'm going to run to the promises of God. And remember, those promises come from him. <laughs> those benefits come from him. Forget none of his benefits. Forget none of his benefits. Can I read you some of the benefits here in, in this Psalm 103, verse 3, who pardons all our iniquities. Psalm 103, verse 10, he has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Psalm 103 and verse number 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. That's part of the benefit package. And your soul will come in and say, what a, what a creep you are. How do, you, how do you dare think a thought like that? <laughs> Call yourself a Christian and do that sort of thing? You need to talk back to your soul. And you need to say, soul, don't forget God's benefits. When your soul wants to condemn you and the enemy wants to condemn you, you exercise some soul control and you forget not his benefits. Just as a father, verse number 13, has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. I had quite a bit, I still do actually, 
but when I was young, I had a whole lot more of growing up to do. And I wasn't really good with little kids. And we had three boys who were preschoolers. And somehow I got the responsibility of feeding them. They always sat beside me and I'm the spoon guy giving them food, happy to do it. But they spilt a lot of milk. And that used to drive me crazy. And Donna would look at me and say, John, they're kids. Give them a break. Kids spill milk. And our loving God looks down at our frailty. And he has compassion on us. Verse number 14, because he remembers our frame, we're but dust. <laughs> I had to learn my kids were just kids, and kids spill milk, and God knows that we're not like him. We're not perfect. We don't have our act together. He remembers we are but dust, and he has compassion on us, and he has mercy on us. Don't forget God's benefits. There's so many more I could list there, but let me take you to a third thing. Never forget God's unchanging character. You got to control your soul and recognize who God is and recognize that his character does not change. Let me just read uh, a, a few quick verses here. Psalm 103, verse 6, The Lord performs righteous deeds and judgments for all who are Oppressed. Psalm 103, verse 8. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. Psalm 103, verse 17. The loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. Psalm 103, verse 19. His sovereignty rules over all. Remember God's character and the challenges of life. Exercise some soul control, and when you're getting all worked up and wrapped up and disappointed and wondering what in the world is going on here, talk to your soul and say, God's got this. God's loving kindness is from everlasting to everlasting. He never changes. God is sovereign over all things. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And so Grandpa is on his deathbed. Last time I ever saw him. And I say, Grandpa, Grandpa, what do you want me to read to you? And he says, Psalm 103. Psalm 103. The reading of that scripture has changed my life. And it's taught me the power of, of soul control. My grandpa, body racked with pain, reminds me that no matter what you're going through, you go to God's word and you say, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. 
and all that is within me bless his holy name. That's how my grandpa lived and that's how my grandpa died. Soul control. And so we wrap up now and we're going to worship the Lord together in a minute with song. I encourage you to bless the Lord with everything you got. But you've got a decision to make. Are you going to control your soul? Are you going to get your eyes set on Him? Are you going to worship Him? Is He going to be the passion of your life? The joy of your life? Or are you just going to go back to the kitchen and get on with life and get excited about returning to work tomorrow or vacation or Let's go watch some TV, do some online gaming, text some friends, get ready for retirement. Are you going to keep your soul centered at all times on Him? Soul control. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. My grandpa was there on his deathbed. And my grandpa taught his oldest grandson, me. That's how I need to live my life. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. We are so thankful that you've listened in to the Neighborhood Church Podcast. If you have questions or comments about what you've heard, we would love to hear from you. Go to the podcast description and follow the link to get in touch with us. Everything we do would not be possible without your generosity. If you would like to give, check out that same link in the podcast description. If you have enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.